You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And after a day of uh, frustration, uh, frequently anger for people who love America, for people who uh, feel that Donald Trump is being unfairly persecuted, and he is, by the way, it's been going on for seven years, today I will do my level best to be optimistic because we're going to win good wins. Donald Trump is not going to go to prison for this. Donald Trump is not going to be prevented from running for president for this. Donald Trump will win the presidency because of this, among other things. So to start off this hour, I will uh, uh, share this. This is something that uh, I I selected from audio that I was watching last night, audio that I was watching. Uh, TV I was watching, took the audio, and my good friend and producer can put this together june 8th is the day of insurrection not january 6th a weaponized u.s attorney a weaponized attorney general of the united states have unleashed the full force of the united states government against a former president the leading republican nominee to take on the existing president we have never seen anything like this in the united states we saw it under stalin we've seen it in other uh, autocracies, Marxist regimes, fascist regimes, the third world, but they have taken the United States of America and they have dragged us into a hellhole. This is embarrassing, it's humiliating, and I'm going to tell you something. There are tens of millions of us. You have crossed the Rubicon twice, which has never been done, and we will never forgive you. Never, ever. And that's the bottom line. I'm done. I am your voice, I am your warrior, I am your justice, and for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution, I am your retribution. Yeah, and for anybody who says that uh, words like retribution are too terse, uh, I say, honestly, uh, step back and uh, we'll do the fighting. Uh, you just been tagged out. You are part of the tag team, but you've been tagged out. If you're a presidential candidate right now, like Tim Scott or Chris Christie or uh, or Ron DeSantis, and you just want to tepidly approach this and say, you know, wait till things uh, work their ways out, step right out because you're no longer part of the tag team. The good guys have been tagged in, and it's time for the good guys to kick the bad guy's ass. That's it. So if you have nothing to say about this, other than, ho-hum, here we go, another investigation, instead of seven years of this crap and an indictment, the second indictment on a Senate, well, I should say a person who has left office, second in history, the first one was Donald Trump by Alvin Bragg. And if all you want to say about it, we want to see this work its way out, then I say, sit down and shut up, because we don't have time for your nonsense anymore. We know that we are being abused. We know that abuses are being perpetrated against this former president and you. More importantly, you. You and me. The abuses and usurpations that the founders had, which caused the creation of the greatest individual uh, engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind, those Abuses and usurpations paled by comparison, and I would venture to say that they pale even by comparison to 
well, I wouldn't say this. I would say they rank right up there with what happened in the former Soviet Union to those who would dissent. What are happening to people in Cuba when they try to dissent? Why not? We've got, we've got uh, a bourgeois and a proletariat, a ruling class, a ruled class. The ruled class, they go to Washington, D.C., spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours, live high on the hog. Five of the seven richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C. They don't produce anything. And there are pipelines from politics to big pharma, pipelines from politics to big defense, pipeline from uh, from politics and the intelligence community to big social media. And we're done. We're done with this. This is the new American revolution. They have been firing volleys at us and we have stood in a line and we've taken their bullets. And now we are going to do what our founders did. And we're going to move into the woods. And we are going to fight. And we're not going to be targets anymore. Nancy Mace, who uh, just a month or two ago, I would have labeled solely as a rhino. Because uh, she said a lot of very rhinoistic establishment things. But she has really crystallized in the last few weeks uh, with regard to rock-solid political philosophy for freedom-loving Americans. And here's what she said about Donald Trump being indicted the second time since he left office, unprecedented in American history, this time at the federal level, for nothing, for something that Joe Biden did illegally for something that Mike Pence did illegally and for what Donald Trump had every right to do as a president of the United States. Here's what Nancy Mace had to say about yesterday. Donald Trump and I have had our ups and downs. I've been very clear about that over the last couple of years, but I want the American people to know, to make no mistake, this is the executive branch tonight trying to take out their number one opponent for the presidency of the United States in 2024. And they, they have one standard for Donald Trump and another standard for everybody else uh, in this thing. And if you look at the documents that President Biden had in his possession in his garage and in thousands of bo- boxes and God knows where across the country in places that we don't even know of yet, uh, Hillary Clinton having the server in her bathroom at her home with classified information on private email servers, everyone's held to a different standard but Donald Trump. And that's wrong. And I do believe tonight that Joe Biden just secured Donald Trump's nomination for Republicans in 2024. This is Jim Comer yesterday because yesterday was about one 1023 form that the FBI has sat on that shows that Joe Biden took $5 million in exchange for loan guarantees to Ukraine with regard to firing a prosecutor who was investigating a gas company that his son was on the board of directors for. This is what Jim Comer says. That 1023 yesterday that spurred the indictment of Donald Trump for nothing was just the beginning for Joe Biden's troubles. They wouldn't even admit that this document existed until Senator Grassley and I told Christopher Wray that we had already read the document. 
from the whistleblower. So then, once I got to view the document, it was apparent there were more documents. Then as early as Monday, when they gave me the briefing for 90 minutes, the FBI tried to say there were no more documents. When we were negotiating last night on postponing this, uh, th th this motion to hold them in contempt, they finally admitted there are more 1023s on Biden and bribery, and they're gonna let me see those now. So we're making progress with, with the FBI. The FBI clearly has treated uh, Joe Biden very differently then they're treating Donald Trump. But thankfully for the American people, the House Oversight Committee is on top of this. We, we're uncovering the banks. Right, we're uncovering question, the shell companies. These are things that we will continue to push forward on. All right. Here is Donald Trump stating the obvious that we are essentially at war. A box is hoax, just like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and all of the others. This has been going on for seven years. They can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. I'm an innocent man. I'm an innocent person. Uh, they had the Mueller hoax, the Mueller report, yep. and that came out. No collusion after two and a half years. It's a joke. They come after me because now we're leading in the polls again by a lot against Biden and against the Republicans by a lot. But we're leading against Biden by a lot, a tremendous amount. And we went up to a level that they figure the way they're going to stop us is by using what's called warfare. And that's what it is. This is warfare for the law. And we can't let it happen. We can't let it happen. Our country is going to hell. And they come after Donald Trump. Yep. We have such big problems. And this shouldn't be one of them. It's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. Just like... Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report. You saw the Mueller report. It was all a big hoax. You had two impeachments, and they lost, and we won. And we had tremendous support. But that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years. I'm innocent, and we will prove that very, very soundly and hopefully very quickly. Thank you very much. And this man's poll numbers are going to go through the ceiling because he's going to be the candidate. He's not running against other candidates. He is not a candidate. He's a movement. He represents you and me. He does. He wasn't that. Eight years ago when I saw Donald Trump, he wasn't part of a movement. He didn't represent me. I didn't have any patriotism toward Donald Trump. I could have given a rat's behind about Donald Trump. But he became much more because he was the only person in my lifetime to go Washington, D.C. and turn things upside down. And because of his presence in Washington, D.C., we know what Washington, D.C. has been doing to you and me for years. So this only ignited the fire even further. This only threw gasoline onto the fire, or as Sebastian Gorka said last night, dynamite. Let's go to William in Rockville, Maryland. Hello, William. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Well, well Rob, thank you for being the voice of so many people as well. Um, I have to say, Mark Halperin, we can't forget what Mark Halperin said on election night 2016. And he said the election of Donald Trump is going to be worse than World War II, 9-11, and the Civil War combined. So anything that man says, I throw out immediately. Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United States, and I am proud to say that I support Donald Trump. He is a man that is giving everybody, uh, like you say, a voice. He is uncovering all the stuff that is going on in this country I am surprised there has not been articles of impeachment already, uh, not just filed, 
but into a committee and announced by the Speaker of the House. Because what's going on in this country, you've got a man that bribed a foreign country, a foreign government, to benefit himself, and that gets ignored. We've got a two-tier justice system, but it's not third world, because the history tells us first world was the United States, second world was the Soviet Union. This is a second world problem. This is Stalin and what he did in the United States of America and all those men and women that fought bravely for our country and the men in Vietnam that fought against communism, they're the ones that are suffering as well because they fought for against a form of government that has now been implemented into the United States. I'm surprised that the FBI hasn't taken you off the air yeah. and they haven't gone after people like you because this is exactly what they're doing. They're trying to shut down America, the voices against them, this whole January 6th stuff, that insurrection crap, that was to prevent you and others like us stepping up and standing up for our country because they want to persecute us. And I thank God for Rob Carson and what you're doing. Thank you, my brother, because I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. It's it, Too many people have died for what they are trying to destroy right now, and I'm quite simply not going to take it anymore. William, I appreciate it. God bless you, brother. Uh, we've got to fight... I just I don't have time for anything but fighting now. I, I don't have any time for any of this mental masturbation about oh he took a document he gave me and he may be in this and that in jail but shut up we're not stupid we know how badly we've been abused through the COVID pandemic through the beginning of Joe Biden's administration it's been lie after lie after lie abuse after abuse after abuse and now to top it all off they're going to drive us into debt that we will never recover from we have no say in our federal government we have a broken election system that is completely corrupt. We have a judicial uh, system that has been weaponized against a political party and a political movement. All of the branches of government essentially have been turned against the American people, particularly those who are patriots, people who are founding principal uh, acolytes, and it has got to be beaten back to save the country. And by God in heaven, I'm not going to live in the dystopian Stalinistic hell they want to take us to. It's going to stop now. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. On the Newsmax Hotline is the host of Good Morning New Hampshire, Jack Heath, on the Pulse of New Hampshire and its affiliate stations. Uh, he is actually, I, I, you know, there's Simon Conway, WH in Des Moines. He does a great job. He gets a lot of names there. Nobody compared to Jack Heath. When it comes to presidential politics, when it comes to primary, nobody gets the names like Jack Heath. Not even <laughs> me. And I tried, brother, but you get everybody. And, uh, you know, maybe you should use that new boat and you should take a candidates out on the boat to have a casual conversation although i wouldn't take chris christie i don't know if that'd be a good idea <laughs> uh no comment no no i've been doing a long time like you and uh i think the background in television here and getting to know people in washington and yes. i just try you know what i try and do is have them on ask the questions yep. don't follow the national narrative ask him questions you know, uh, you know, we have an opioid crisis here. I, I, I read the numbers yeah. today to two or three of the candidates, presidential candidates on my show, about how many people were poisoned by fentanyl. And I said, I'm tired of people not doing anything about it. What if this was your ne nephew or niece? What do you do? Don't just say it's a problem. What do you do? And uh, me... I've been doing that for a while. 
I, I love it. And and you are, uh, I just think you do a great job. The interviews that I hear from you, you let the candidates talk. I think that is fantastic, even though they, you know, most of them don't stand a, a chance in hell. Uh, that said, let me ask you this. Uh, the dynamic of Robert Kennedy uh, Jr., the first Democrat candidate for office that I have ever appreciated, uh, even admired his positions mm-hmm. in in decades, it's probably since before I could vote. What do you think about Robert Kennedy Jr.? What is that dynamic going to add to the Democrat race or the race in general? I think he's going to do better than people think. And the more people that say he's crazy, the better people are going to think you know, he's, going to, he's going to do. I mean, your, your promo, your lead into your coming back out of your break, if the left says quiet down, speak up or you know, yeah. be louder. Robert F. Kennedy is appealing to independents. Everyone misses this. Independent people, they, they kind of like the fact that he questions things. He has every right to raise the questions he has. He's got people know him, and he seems to have some courage to yeah. even get out there and run. And a lot of people are like, "Hmm, why is this guy doing this?" And you know what? He's not one of them. And I would be—I think Kennedy's going to do better in New Hampshire, better potentially nationally. But the thing I'm looking to, Rob, I think there's something else going on. We talk about Trump and Trump and Trump all the time. I think there's something going on with Joe Biden and Harris and. I got to tell you, I I don't think I'm not positive Biden's the nominee. I know the plan is probably the DNC game plan. He's is not going to be. He's not going to be. Yeah, I've been saying avoid, it since he was elected. Yeah, avoid Iowa, avoid New Hampshire. He can't answer the questions. Anoint him, and she, and Vice President Harris becomes president. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's nope. something else going on here, and I think uh, Gavin Newsom formed his pack for a reason. Kennedy's coming along. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Jamie Dimon jump in this thing. I I, I think it's going to change. I think the only person who is a threat right now is Robert Kennedy Jr. I really do. He's the only person I would consider a threat. He's the only person. And you know what? I don't I don't not like the guy. I just hate the party. I'm afraid that if he got in an office, the Republic, the Democrat Party would destroy him and take him left. Uh, yeah, you know, they could. They could. No, that's the only concern. I'm like, hey, maybe Trump Kennedy. You know, and then I'm thinking, well, what the hell if Trump got t- knocked out? What would happen with Kennedy with the Democrats? The Democrats would, to, would bring him to the dark side. When are you going to get out of the caucus state, come up to New Hampshire in mid to late July, come into our building, do your show, right. do mine. Let's do uh, it. Come up for the day. We'll put you up for the night. We'll get about four or five candidates coming through let's during go. the day. We'll have fun. Let's do this, Jack. Let's do this. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter in for Rob Carson. Joining us now on the Newsmax Hotline, it is Kay Smythe, news and commentary writer for The Daily Caller. Follow her on Twitter at Kay Smythe, S-M-Y-T-H-E. Kay, thank you for joining me. Oh, my gosh, Mary, no, thank you so much for having me. I was just telling the producers, like, oh, you poor thing, you've got to put up with me. You've got to put (laughs) up with me today, and usually I just get to be horrible to Rob. It's just the most fun. 
no, the honor is all mine. Thank you. Well, you are very sweet, and I don't know if you know this, but I know a lot of your coworkers, or maybe former coworkers, at the Daily Caller. So, um, oh, no. I, I used to be in D.C. and I used to work with a man named Vince. I love Vince. I love Vince. I mean, all of the Vinces. We've had many Vinces through the Daily Caller, and they're all just fantastic people. But no, Vince Polonese is probably one of my favorite human beings under the sun. And he also is one of the few people where we can get into arguments on the radio, and somehow we both end up learning something in a really nice way. Well, do what I do. Just tell him he's wrong and you're right and end it. I mean, that's what I used to do. All right, let's get into this. Big day today. There's really nothing to talk about, unfortunately. Um, But Donald Trump is departing his hotel to go to the federal courthouse to face these charges for his arraignment. Obviously, um, let me ask you, do you think we didn't get it in New York? There was no perp walk. There was no mugshot. Do you think that happens now with this uh, indictment? think this happens. I think this is just another distraction tactic that the progressive left is using to essentially force our attention away from the fact that we are living under one of the most corrupt leadership in governmental history. Uh, And we're just going to point fingers and go back to the whole orange man bad vibe, like they're just trying to recycle that old meme. Um, I don't think anything is really going to come from this. I think it is just such an excellent form of macro psychosocial manipulation. We've seen it work so consistently over the last few years. Um, You know, anytime the Bidens are getting investigated for something, whether it's something to do with Hunter and his laptop and the horrificness that's going on there, or all of the Ukraine stuff, the Burisma stuff that's come up in recent weeks. I really do think that going after Trump is just such an excellent way to distract the public and to keep manipulating that voter base who has already proven that they don't want freedom. They don't want intellect. They don't want to think for themselves. They want to be told how to think by a bunch of glorified failed actors who now essentially represent them in government, um, i.e. AOC and all of those idiots. Uh, so I don't think it, we see a perp walk. I think when we see the perp walk is actually when we can start hopefully seeing their their rubbish kind of fail, that kind of manipulation fail. Like that, I would say, is like a last tactic that they should use against Trump. Um, and I don't know if it'll be legitimate or not, but like from everything that I've analyzed and everything I've been told, um, I speak to a lot of constitutional scholars. I talk to a lot of people about this. Um, in my day-to-day life, I don't even write about it. And they all basically think the same thing at this point. Like, it's just it's just a great way to point fingers while ignoring the three pointing back at progressive politicians. Speaking of that, uh, there is a piece on Newsbusters, and they analyzed, excuse me, the Media Research Center analyzed, you know, they always do this, the number of minutes spent covering Trump versus the number of minutes spent covering Biden. The Trump indictment coverage between ABC, CBS, and NBC received 291 minutes of coverage, Trump indictment. The Biden-Burisma bribery coverage is zero seconds. So 291 minutes versus zero seconds 
seconds. When you have the left-wing media being not even media anymore, they're just propagandists for the left. And and we see it now. I mean, it is out there. A lot of people don't see it, which is amazing to me. But a lot of people don't see it. Uh, Is there any hope of ever getting any kind of justice, any hope of being able to pressure the deep state, the DOJ and the FBI, into actually doing their jobs and let Congress have oversight and get to the bottom of what happened with Biden? Um, Personally, no. I think the only way that any of this truly comes out is uh, long after Biden has left this earth. Uh, I think that we are going to, you know, sort of by the time that my goddaughters and what have you, by the time they're in college, I think it will be common knowledge. I think we will look back at this moment in history and go, I mean, hopefully, if colleges still exist at that point um, and aren't, you know, just like weird, woke, military-style indoctrination gulags. Um, But I think that the only way that the truth comes out is long after all of these people are just parts of history. You know, when you look back at the last hundred years of American history, so many things that have happened here have only really come to light in the last, like, 10 to 15 years. When you look at archaeological history, even there's stuff that we know is factual, we know is true, but mainstream academic scientists won't admit that it's true because it doesn't go along with their narrative. And the exact same thing happens with political history. This is a normalized process of propaganda and macro-psychosocial manipulation. And I, I truly don't think people are willing to put their lives at risk to out the corruption in the government. I mean, that's kind of like a martyr's journey at this point. Like, if, like anyone that has legitimate information knows that they'll end up at like the bottom of the Hudson or something if they come out and talk about this. And I think that that's why it's going to take for, I mean, maybe a decade or more for any of this to really come to light and any sort of so-called justice to be done but we'll never see it through the court system i truly don't i truly don't think we ever will so but we've got uh, now you make me sad uh we, we've Sorry. got chuck grassley though coming out last evening you know talking about wait a minute this is what's happening we've seen these papers and why are they you know they're redacting the doj and fbi are redacting non-classified documents we know they sat on these things all of this is coming to light now doesn't congress have the power though to set that part of the ship right the power absolutely but whether or not they'll do it is anyone's you know it's kind of like up to anyone's guess but my gut feeling and from tracking the data and like when i say data i mean just sort of like cyclical behavior essentially by politicians like we're never going to get to the bottom of what really happened with covid right like we're never really going to know the truth about that I've seen some weird stuff in the skies, and there's a lot of people like within the military-industrial complex who say UFOs is real. We're never going to see the truth on that, and that's probably the, that's probably more demanded from the government and the deep state than any other subject matter, which is kind of ridiculous to think. So something like this, where there is a vested interest from the global elite to ignore the wrongdoings of the Biden administration and everything that essentially encompasses and led up to that, like going back as far as for the Clinton administration, like, no, there's too much money, there's too much power that will stop anything effective from being done. 
But I think in the same way, we're also probably not going to see Trump actually, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to do the perp walk. Maybe they'll try and do it just, you know, for fun or whatever. But we're talking about a demographic of people who control everything. So what they want to happen will happen. And I don't think the uh, disclosure on this true corruption is ever going to see the light of day in these people's lifetimes. I, I, I know that sounds awful but and sad, but that's just how history has always worked. Um, and I would love for there to be a great awakening. I would love for people to stand up and demand this, but I mean, I've seen people stand up on mass and demand so many things and it never happens. And that's why I'm like, why do you think, why do you trust the government? Like, that's the craziest part to me, right? It's like, I have friends and family members who still support this administration. And I'm like, but look at what they do. And look at what we know that they do. How can you still trust them? So maybe it's just a case of going a bit smaller with this, right? Like, maybe that's the solution. Maybe we spend more time talking with our loved ones, you know, educating on a kind of like day-to-day -day basis what people are up against when it comes to this administration. And we can just sort of get to the point where people no longer vote for them. And hopefully we still have free and fair elections and we can just get rid of them and then conduct those investigations. Right. Well, learned how that ain't going to happen. Yeah, well, um, that makes me sad again. Uh, so sorry. that's okay. That's okay. So the New York Times chief political analyst is Nate Cohn, and he did a report on Thursday, and he found that millennials are turning Republican. Now, this is the group that overwhelmingly backed Obama. Now, uh, they're in their th 30s and early 40s right now. Now, um, only half of them that backed Obama voted for Joe Biden in 2020. And exit polls uh, show, they say, even a more dramatic shift with Biden winning by just 51 to 45 percent among voters who were 18 to 27 in 2008. So, uh, you know, it says what happens as you get older, you become more conservative. We were told for years, even by uh, Nate um, by by a guy named Rutak Sarah and John Judas, who wrote that book in 2000, um, Emerging Democrat, uh, what was it called? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't remember the book. Uh, but but they talked about how it's going to be, this is the beginning of Democrat power forever, you know, holding the reins of the government because millennials are the first ones steeped in this ideology. But it doesn't seem to be working out that way. Yeah. So yeah. is that what happens? Do we start to see that? And what's the way to be the ultimate in, in a rebel? Be against the establishment now, right? Because everyone's pro-establishment. So if you're really a rebel as a young person, you're anti-establishment. So is there a, is this maybe some good news? I think this is great news. And I think it also shows like a massive influx of common sense within my generation. You know, I was extremely liberal socialist when I moved out to the States and living under Democratic leadership out in California for six, seven years was enough for me to be like, oh, you know what? I can read and write and I can open my eyes and see things and articulate what's going on around me. And it seems like these guys might not be doing a great job. So to know that so many other people within my sort of age group and generation are, are seeing that light, I think that's great. But unfortunately, I think it as much to do with the fact that we know that we've been lied to, 
We know that we've had our freedoms taken away under the COVID-19 pandemic. We know that yes. China is largely responsible for this and our government is doing nothing about it. We can see, like one of the things, I had a long conversation. I hope I don't get in trouble with my friends for saying this. I was at, I was at a bachelorette party this weekend. Um, it was far tamer than you would think. Um, but we were all sort of sitting around going, we don't know what the world is going to look like in 10 years. Like, for the first time in our lived experience, we can't plan that right. far ahead. Right. And all of my friends who have bought homes, who make under, I would say, under 200000 as a combined income as a family, anyone who's bought a home that costs, say, I don't know, $400,000 in the last two years, they're going to be homeless in five years because of these policies and the way that the banks are being structured and the way that under this leadership, we have been manipulated into such a false sense of security that yes. we know we're being lied to. We know we're being manipulated. We're aware of the fact that we're in an abusive relationship. And while it could be sort of like construed, and I loved when I think it was Tucker said, you know, conservatives are the new rock and roll generation. Because, like, I love that. Like, I'm a huge hippie. All my friends make fun of me and always say, like, don't ever accuse Kay of being like what she looks like. She's a conservative. She's a Christian. But I do. I look like such a hippie. And I love, you know, I love that mm -hmm. whole lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But I think at this point, it's less so about being rebellious and more so about fundamental survival instincts. And I think we are like we're actually a lot more educated in this country that people um, maybe tell us we are. Like, I think everyone talks about, like, failing educational standards and right. yada, yada, yada. But we understand our lived experience, right? Like, both of us understand that. Sure, and sure. when we see how much our lived experience and quality of life is being diminished under democratic leadership and how much, like, their policies yeah. hurt those around us, it's like, yeah, we can be rebels by being conservative, but also we can just not be stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kay, I, I don't mean to be rude to you. This has been a great conversation, but I got to run. I'm getting yelled at. I got to take a break. So, but thank you so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure to get to, to speak with you. Please tell my Daily Caller friends that I said hello and keep up the good reporting. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Let's chat as well offline. You are the best. Thank you so oh, much. Thank, this is so much fun. Thank you. Follow her on Twitter at Smythe. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. And Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. EAACorp.com He loves the Constitution. 
He fights for what's right. He hates the bad guys. He's a freedom warrior. He's your freedom warrior. Watch Carl Higby every weekday on Newsmax. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.